2: Hello friends, Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe from MavsMoneyBall.com, coming to you with another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. It is about 10.30 Central Time on, what day is it, Thursday night, as the Mavs just fell in an overtime preseason game to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 129-127. to 127. Josh, what's happening?
3: I am doing pretty good. And I think I need to start off with a qualifier that I did not get to catch a ton of the first half because I was having a fantastic time trying to get this game onto my living room TV because I had to go through various different methods of watching the Mavericks tonight because of the whole very, 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 very very dumb uh, local broadcast situation that's going on with the Mavs, so... That was fun, and that put me in a great mood to watch the rest of the game. But this was actually kind of a pretty fun game from what the bits and pieces I watched in the first half, and then you know the the third quarter was great, and then I mean everything after that was like a disaster, but like a like a funny disaster. So I don't know. That was all in all a pretty good, entertaining preseason game.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really felt like like two very distinct games because the Mavs pulled their starters after the third quarter, which was fine. They let the bench guys roll around in the mud a little bit, and then they totally cleared the benches. And it – so the starters were really, really good, I think is the way that I'll phrase it. Um, when you look at the top, like, Luca was a little sloppy. He's got to shut the hell up about the refs. <laughs> like, two technicals in three preseason, ga- preseason games is bad. That's outrageous. It, it, it's bad, and he's wrong. That's the funny part. Like he's wrong. Like the man shot nine free throws uh, in in twenty seven minutes. What more does he want? Like just yeah. shut up and get back on defense, dude. God, some like, like it. It you know the the maps talk about. Oh, we got to get better on transition defense. I wonder how many of their transition defense screw ups come, come because Luca won't shut up. Ugh. But, you know, he did hit eight of nine from the line, but then he went over six from three. I have this weird kind of thought in my head that he's either going to hit only threes or only free throws in a given game.
3: <laughs> That's kind of been the trend, so the preseason.
2: Yeah, yeah, Richardson still looks like a revelation, just a guy who's going to do a, I mean, he just does everything, and mm-hmm. and Tim Hardaway found his stroke a little bit. You know, he had a stepping into shots, putting a, you know, one dribble type things. He really looked like Tim Hardaway last season. Um, Yeah.
3: I wasn't too worried. Even if he had a bad game, I wasn't going to be super worried because it's preseason. And how many times have we seen guys not shoot well in preseason and then regular season comes out and they're fine. But this was still, this was still cool. Like that was nice. It was a nice little, nice little bonus.
2: Benny Smith is really kind of securing his place just by doing all the little things. Um the position of question becomes Dwight Powell who for the third straight game <sighs> I hate this conversation cuz it's so toxic still positive um, I mean he's still positive but he also just like like I know he just he doesn't have the lift right now and I don't know if if that's a a question of time and of cuz you know it, it's really been 11 months I mean the fact that he's back at all is kind of remarkable Uh, he, he, he did some interesting stuff off the dribble, but he started seeking contact. Like he got past towns twice. Like towns is a tremendously awful defender. So (laughs) it's like, like he's an awful defender. I know people are like, ah, he's a back, you know, old school post player. He sucks at defense folks. Facts. The wolves are going to be a bottom three team in the West. So sorry. Um, and, and he was like leaning into contact and threw up some wild layup. I mean, I, I don't know how to talk about him rationally because the 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 discussions around him are so toxic and the fact that the people who hate him really hate him. And then the Mavs just talk about him and they, they add his off-court accolades into his on-court stuff. And it's kind of awkward because that off-court stuff is amazing, but is not what we're watching the game for. And I, I just don't know how to feel. You know, it's, it's, it's very odd.
3: Yeah. And also I think there just needs to be some perspective and in, sure. in that he, it, like, I mean, Chris is not here and I've, I'm still, I'm of the belief that they would not. Cause if Chris comes back and they still start Powell, like who of Richardson Hardaway and Finney Smith are you sending to the bench? Like I just yeah. do not see that happening now with how this lineup looks and Powell is a temporary thing then. And if, if when Kristaps comes back, and I think you know, a lot of people struggle with Maxi not starting or even Willie Collie Stein, but I think Maxi has made a better case because Maxi's just been tremendous, yep. in the preseason. really
2: good preseason. Yes,
3: looks like a not like a different player, but just does not look like Bubble Maxi. So, just that's great to see. And my theory is, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but this is just how I'm thinking about it. So Powell is obviously most effective as a rim runner in the pick and roll. And obviously the Mavericks' best pick and roll ball handler is Luka Doncic. So without if, he's, if Powell is playing less minutes with Luka, because when you think about the bench guards, now that Powell is not coming off the bench with J.J. Beret anymore, who he had a really good pick and roll rapport with, the pick and roll guards coming off the bench are Brunson and Burke. Who are mm-hmm. score first, score second, score third, yes. then pass guards, which is fine because they're they're bench guards. And nah, they I want work. I want to talk
2: about them in a minute.
3: I know, I know, I know. But I but and so that's how they you know. So if you bring Powell off the bench with those guys, he's gonna. I think he's even gonna be more ineffective than you see what he's doing right now because you're going to get the poor defense and, and maybe not great rebounding, but you're also not going to get the benefit of his offensive game. I know his offense doesn't look good in the preseason, but that'll come around, but you're not going to get the benefit of him. uh, Especially since the Mavericks defensive scheme really doesn't do Powell many favors. So I understand the Mavs thinking, if this is what the thinking is thinking, okay, is most effective as a rim runner with Luca. So let's start him so he can play as much as he can next to Luca. And then Maxie can play with anyone because he's a, a big that can guard the rim, move right. his feet, and shoot. And Maxie can be like big man Jason Terry, so to speak. And he can close games and he can close halves and he can still play the most important minutes. It's just Dwight happens to start. And I don't think that's like an outrageous thing. I don't think it's going to be the like what's going to doom the Maverick season, especially when KP comes back. Uh, but I just think that's that kind of is what it is. So
2: I don't want to... Well, <sighs> I mean, from a, from a philosophical, like big picture standpoint, I understand it. But the Mavericks are starting the year facing DeAndre Ayton and then uh, Anthony Davis. Powell can't guard either of those guys. He can't be on the court with them. And it, it's it's kind of a question of I, I know Rick is comfortable where he's comfortable, but it, it's it's just it's a deficiency. And if the Mavericks lose those minutes with Powell in. That's going to be the talking point. Yeah, I know totally. you don't want to, because he, he can't, you know, I'm largely confident with my take that the Mavericks are willing to give up Powell getting scored on a little bit. So long as their offense hums, because he's a, he's a key component to that. And I don't think people talk enough about how, and how he screens, how he moves the ball decisively. He, he, he does some pretty good stuff on offense that doesn't result in immediate buckets. But if things aren't working great, he's going to be the goat, and and that's that's kind of the problem. Yeah,
3: and I don't like disagree. I think there's like a weird like with the Powell discourse. It's a lot of, well, if you like Pal, you know, you think he should start
2: and play a million minutes. You don't think the will no. have any? Weakness. I want to play like 15 minutes a game.
3: Yeah, and and even me, who like I am a Dwight Powell supporter, and I like that he's on the team, like. He's, he can't play defense. I've said that a million times. He can't yeah. play defense at the rim. Uh, I think the Mavericks, when he's in the game, need to be a little bit more aggressive and use his quickness. But yes. I mean that's just that that's up up a creek without a paddle. Like I, there's no fighting that tide because you're asking the Mavericks to change their defensive scheme, which they just don't seem to do. But I would love if they trapped a little bit more with Powell, get him out and uh you know beyond the three point line and use his quickness. He has pretty good hands for like steals, but that doesn't matter when you know you're getting back down by towels right. or Aiton.
2: Right, like they do all this switching, and then they somehow like switch to get Powell back on whoever he had moved off of, and it's like, why are you doing that? He's not any better than anyone else. Yeah, like, just continue to send doubles and blitz and move around. Like, use the switchability is kind of what I would like to see.
0: Yeah, but you so, know that's
2: we, we've already talked too much about him because it's just kind of going to be a thing, and it sort of annoys me, and and I'm not. I don't know. Yeah, I am where I am on this. So with the bench unit, I I could the 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 bench guards Brunson and um, Brunson Burke. and who Burke with me Burke. God, why can't I remember Trey Burke's name these days? Um, <laughs> it, it looked terrible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was
3: this was by far the worst that lineup with those two in it. This was the worst preseason game by far for those two. Yeah, that lineup. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm not sure what
2: to do with it because I just I'm I'm going to stake out this position early. I was told a while ago, like at some point, like Jalen Brunson was considered an untouchable for the Mavericks. And I think that might have been his rookie year um, and through part of last year uh, by someone who knows things and is usually pretty good on these things. Um, but I can't imagine that being the case now. He's not bad. He's just not it. I, I don't, I'm not enthused watching him play. Uh, how a lot of people feel about Dwight Powell's, how I feel about watching Jalen Brunson, because he has the ball a lot. He doesn't pass. I mean, the man played 15 minutes tonight and had zero assists. Like, you can't do that if you're the lead guard. He shot a nine times. Really yeah. comfortable with that. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, go ahead, keep going. I'm interrupting you. Well, and then then you know Burke only had one shot in his first eight minutes, and he finished three for five. And and I, I don't know, there's just the way Brunson plays, I think, and and this was sort of the Villanova really does a good job maximizing talent because they play like a very open space system. But as your talent around you and against you increases, it sort of minimizes sort of what Brunson's able to do. He's not a great three point shooter. He's okay off the dribble. He just does a lot of stuff that makes me go, why did you do that? And they keep talking, the announcers kept talking about how he's inheriting the J.J. Barea role, which for me, the last several years, the J.J. Barea role has been yelling at the television. Why did you do that? And I, I just, I don't know. I, I It's too early to be this takey, but Goodness. I just felt kind of like nine shots and you made one. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and the, the
3: thing that I like I'm not gonna get it I'm not gonna get as takey, but I think that because it's preseason. But the thing that yeah. did not look nice was like the offense just didn't look good. Like regardless of what Brunson did individually, um, this was the first time it just didn't look good with those two uh, on the floor. Uh, they really I think the timber the Timberwolves pre- presented an interesting matchup because lots of big guys. Yeah, like they're not gonna like they don't have like a ton of like quality defenders, but man. If you think the Bucks are a long team, they are a long team. Like I don't know how good uh, defensively all those guys are, but holy crap, I feel like one through five, everyone on that team has like a six, ten wingspan. It feels like, uh, so that and then you know Brunson and 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 Burke are shorter guys. Ga- you know they're short, smaller guys. So they were just really challenged trying to create off the dribble. and uh, It just didn't really work out for them tonight. And you know I don't know. I I'm fine giving Brunson more time. Cause he is a bet. like even as uh, with all the negatives, I'm sure there are still more than 16 NBA teams that would be like, God, we would love to have him on our bench because our backup guard situation is a train wreck uh, because that is a really tough spot in the rotation for a lot of good teams to fill. Uh, Cause when you're a good team and you've got a lot of money dedicated to your best players, it's hard to find, Guys you can trust to come off the bench and, and handle the ball. Uh so but I get it. Like he shoots a lot, and that puts a lot of pressure on Burke to be and but Burke likes to shoot too. Uh he seems to, you know, he seems to be more he's a more veteran guy, so he his scoring seems a little bit more mature and a little more diverse because he's a better shooter. Um, so yeah, it could it can look it looked a little weird, the bench lineup tonight. And it's the first time it's looked weird. In the preseason. So I hope that's just something they can they can work on as we get the game start to count.
2: Okay, so I hear you on all that. I just I mean, Brunson is only two years younger than Burke. (laughs) Like, it's really not. I think it might be maybe two and a half, three years. It's not that big of an age difference. Because That's kind of (laughs) funny. Brunson was kind of an older senior. Like, I just... I mean, this is just going to be my thing. It's going to be my thing until I'm wrong. I was kind of fed up with Brunson towards the middle of the season last year because when Luca went out, he had an opportunity to be the man, and he showed that he was not the man. Uh, He had one incredible game, and then after that, he just, you know, really didn't play very well. Then he went down in a really unfortunate accident, and um, or, I mean, dirty foul, really, by the Hawks. I still think here's something to him. I'm being too hard on him. It's just the thing that frustrates me because one thing about these preseason games that we didn't see enough of for me is enough mixing up of the lineups. Uh, Carlisle basically ran the same hockey system over and over with guys. He moved Maxie into the win with the starters a little bit just before halftime when the Mavericks took that nice lead. Um, but past that, it was just kind of a lot of the same. And, you know, that's that's just kind of, the way it ended up, but you know, that's, that's the way the, the, the bench unit played. It was uh, it was, you know, fun game. The Mavericks starters, I want to say everybody, but Powell scored a combined 64 points and even Powell scored a few. Um, So it's, it's just, there's, there's a lot to look forward to. I think with this group, I think they, they, you know, Carlisle needs, you know, obviously KP to get healthy. And then we'll kind of see where, where things are. The, the end of things showed, you know, the, the Boban and then the four rookies, which was, exactly as much of a like clown show as you could expect um, <laughs> yeah. lots of like Bobon centric offense which I-, I didn't particularly understand um I mean it it it's too nitpicky to get in like and complain about guys but I will say like this was the first game where I thought Josh Green really looked like a rookie um and that's not great I Tyrell Terry uh I, not a good preseason for him. Not a good, like every you know, kind of reminded me of Trey Young's opening games, um, in summer league a couple years, like when when their first year where he just looked bad, just looked bad. I mean, eventually found his way, just needed a rhythm. But the guy like Terry, he's just not going to get the touches and time. So I'm really, I'm I, concerned is not the correct word, but it just it makes me wonder what their plan is with him because he he strikes me as a guy who needs strength conditioning but also experience and i'm not sure when he's going to get the last thing so
3: yeah the it's kind of interesting because brunson and burke are both on multi-year deals so and they're the they're the people that are going to be in front of him for his ability to get minutes so i wonder right with the mavs giving him kind of the brunson deal i wonder if he is and you know Everything's on the table for the trade deadline, I think, this year for the Mavericks. So if something crazy happens and minutes open up for him, uh, maybe that's why they have him on the longer-term second-round deal that they gave him. Um, but, uh, yeah, the bench, Green Green looked really like you could – Kirk, you always put this really well when you talk about, like, you can see, see them thinking through it with the ball in your hands. <laughs> and I think that was the first time Green looked like that uh in the preseason yeah. uh he won a five i think he really did not know whether he needed to to pass or shoot um i continue this is like really stupid but i just continue to be impressed by how big tyler bay is
2: yeah no that's true cuz <laughs> he had that cool steal and then drove on a on a one on two And, you know, if he would have hit that layup and they would have had an opportunity to go into overtime, then like that would have been really funny. Yeah, that would have been hilarious.
3: But he's like every time he comes, like every time he subs in, I'm like, damn, he's like the first thing I think he subs in. I'm like, damn, he's big. And like, I don't know, that just that that excites me that the Mavericks use one of their one of their draft resources on on him because they obviously need more of those kind of guys. Yeah, um, James Johnson had four assists, which was cool. Um, He's gonna he, be. I
2: I need to see him with some starters. Uh, I just gotta yeah. see what happens. Like a a James Johnson Luca pick and roll is is enticing. And yeah. and ugh. yeah,
3: yeah. There's there's some potential. I know that there's like a lot of smart people that me and you follow and are friends with that just do not think James Johnson ha- like has it anymore or isn't as good, isn't really that good, but mm. he, I'm just the more, I mean, it's preseason. I know it's preseason. So I right. have no idea what's going to happen uh, next week when these things start to count for real, but he just, he, doesn't he just feel like another one of these guys that just Rick milks to, to the core? Like he feels like another Trey Burke, another, seth curry
2: another brand guy Ray. who's put in a position to succeed yes based on his skill set it's great yes, yeah yes,
3: like that he just follows the mavs template of the island of misfit toys kind of getting the most out of them like it just feels like that's gonna happen again yeah. um i think another note before we go uh all non-luka players i think we're 11 of 16 from three uh, which is pretty, pretty great. Uh, of course, Luca 0 for 6 kind of kills that, but yeah. uh, that was nice. Like Dorian and Tim Hardaway Jr. combining to go 7 of 8 was pretty cool because those are the guys I think everyone wants to see if they can replicate their three-point shooting performance next year. So so that was nice. Otherwise, I don't know. Um, I'm feeling like it's weird. I'm feeling awfully bullish about this team, but I'm, I'm trying to temper the brakes just because it's preseason, but... The guys that matter, like, you know, the guys that we're getting mad at or that we may be disappointed in are guys that are at most going to play like 18 to 20, 22 sure. minutes a game. That's true. The guys that, yeah, the guys that matter look like it looks like they're going to be like really good.
2: Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the season starts. I think, you know, so today is Thursday. They don't play again until Wednesday, the 23rd. I suspect what will happen. Is that I'll maybe attempt to have one podcast with a non-Mavs Moneyball guest, and then you and I will probably sync up, you know, a day or two before the the season opener and talk a little bit about you know what our expectations are, at least for the first few weeks. Um, you know, we've got we've still got a ton of content coming on mavsmoneyball.com just because people are like wanting to write things. Um, you know, I, I want to put up some prediction pieces and things like that, but, you know, I think, I think everyone should feel as, as reasonably good as possible as they can about a revamped Mavs team, uh, playing on a quick turnaround. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the season. Uh, and, and, you know, what's in the store.
3: Yeah, same here. And, uh, I guess the next thing I'm having written that's going to drop is I'm so, pissed off about this local broadcasting I feel like we could almost pod about that like a separate pod like because holy shit uh what yeah, a train what a train wreck that is and, I and it's not everyone... just the Mavs
2: it really no. seems to be kind of a Sinclair wide incident it's 17 17 NBA teams
3: are have their local broadcasting rights owned by Sinclair that right. and that's 17 local markets that are just as mad as everyone in DFW is right now that's nuts that is that nuts is, that's not good that business. is nuts yeah.
2: Well, all right. This has been Josh and Kirk, and we'll probably be back sooner rather than later because, you know, what ends up happening is it'll be like, I don't know, 830 on a weeknight. And I'm just like, Josh, we should we should talk. And then we talk. So that's just kind of the nature of things. As always, thank you for your support. We will, uh, you know, keep keep sharing, keep uh, giving us feedback, keep uh, rating and reviewing if you have not done so. It takes just a few minutes and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. This has been Josh Bowen, Kirk Henderson with Mavs Moneyball After Dark, and I need to find the window to where I can close this podcast. I have too many things up at the moment, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody have a good week.
1: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why?